tonight I have a really special treat of uh, to introduce someone to you who's going to be preaching tonight. And um, uh, her name's Tiffany, and she brings the fire. Uh, she's pretty fiery. Um, and uh, so uh, I've known Tiffany for several years. I want to say five years. I'm just kind of guessing. Um, and originally I met her, she was a pastor in Oakdale. Um, and uh, got to go to some of the services over there. And just she's just so full of the love of God and so passionate for Jesus. And this year, um, Tiffany... Uh, put out her first book called uh, Living in the Land of I Am. And um, it's, it's over there, isn't it? Don't you have copies tonight? So if you're curious later, it's a lot of it. I actually read the whole thing before it went out because I endorsed it, and it was so good. It was so, um, we have a pretty high value for um, vulnerability and transparency, and she was both in that book. Um, and I'll let her talk about it more if she wants, but, but just the living in the land of I am is just knowing that you're enough and that, you know, you are filled with God's glory and that no matter what's happened in your life or who knocked you down, God's going to have his way in the end. And, um, the I am in you, you know, the great I am inside of you. So her book's amazing. If you, if you uh, later on want to get a copy and, um, I just want to ask you to open up your hearts. Um, you probably know this, but we wouldn't really have anyone here that we didn't, you know, trust and know would pour something out really good for you. Uh, so would you honor with me Tiffany James? You need your glasses. I probably should have had mine, but that's okay. Oh, it's so good to be here, and I'm really excited about what God um, just wants to share tonight. He's here preaching, but it's just, you know, we sisters and brothers, so we just get to come together and see what Papa is saying to us. And so I think prayer has already went out, but I just say, Father, have it your way in me and move the way we move together. (laughs) the way we dance together in this thing called life. Yeah. So um, a little bit about me. I am an encourager. And a long, long time ago, which is some of the things that I'm going to talk about tonight, because I felt like the Lord told me that tonight is just going to be a prophetic flow and that he's just releasing um, just the truth of what he wants to speak in this season. And one of the things that was so funny because Brent Locker, and I call him Papa Brent, he, um, he told me the next time you're able to come out, you let me know because I want you to bring your books. And I said, okay, and I've been busy and I've been on a comedy tour. How many of you guys like to laugh? <laughs> we need to bring her out here. But a friend of mine is a gospel comedian and she... She felt like the Lord told her to travel in Northern California, and we did 10 cities. Um, The last city is going to be next week, and uh, we're just making people laugh because God is a God of fun, and lately we have just been seeing seeing people, and this is part of just the prophetic flow, so just flow with me because I'm going to be jumping all over the place, and uh, when it hits you, it hits you because that means that's the word for you. 
But some of the places we went to, it was absolutely phenomenal, but some of the places we went to was very sad because people who are called by his name and according to his purpose, who serve the King of kings and the Lord of lords, could not laugh. It broke my heart that we had to almost kind of pull people into laughter at a comedy show that they paid tickets for. God didn't come to take away our fun. He came to protect us while we're having fun. He created laughter, so why is it that we don't laugh? In every show, she has um, different worshipers and also rappers, and, and we had to pull people to get up out of their seat and dance. We don't have that problem here. We should come here. <laughs> but it grieved my heart. Because greater is he that's on the inside of us than he who is in the world. What is it? What's going on? Do we believe that he's who he says he is or not? And one of the times I was trying to pull people and I was trying to pull them. And I said, I'm going to shift the atmosphere. And God said, I didn't call you to shift the atmosphere. That's not your job to go in there. And yes, we shift atmospheres because we release heaven here on earth. But we don't step in his position and feel like we can make people do something that they are not called ready to do or want to do. And so we walk with kind of a little bit of arrogance and we're going to shift the atmosphere. And let me tell you, I was on that stage. I was so tired. I didn't shift nothing. <laughs> I was tired. They didn't break a smile. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, you're going to have to just. I'm crazy, so forgive me. But <laughs> so when um, so I finally got a break that I could just breathe and I didn't have to be on comedy tour. And so I decided a friend of mine asked me to to speak a blessing and do because I'm an encourager and I do a lot of prophetic pieces. And she asked me to do a prophetic piece over her daughter who's having a baby today. And I said, oh, you're about 20 minutes away from blazing fire. I was like, oh, I'm about to text him and tell him I get to come tonight. <laughs> and little did I know, he said that tonight he had not um, figured out, like, what was going to happen tonight, who was going to speak tonight. And he asked me if I wanted to speak. And I just got so excited. Even when he told me he was in the book of Acts, and even though God wouldn't let me go there. But... <laughs> But I just was so excited because I don't care what no one says. Nothing is coincidence with God. I don't care how it seemed to all just fall in place. It's no coincidence in God. And so Psalms 139 says that every single day of our life has been written before it ever came to be. So do you understand that we actually are just walking into that which has already been written? We're stepping into the, the written word, making it alive. And so every time I go somewhere, I say, God, thank you, because I'm stepping into that which has already been written. Mean pressure off, I don't have to perform. I don't have to do anything, but just move in the rhythm of his grace. That's for somebody. I told you I'm jumping all around tonight because that's what he told me. I'm moving in the rhythm of his grace. And so when I got off the phone with him, because in my... In my um, church culture, the first thing I did was jump into Acts instead of praying. And the Lord he had to sit on me, and he had to pin me in on every side. And he said, you're stepping into that which has already been written. 
And I have been speaking to you about what you're going to release tonight for my people. And then I realized something. It's like we're about to hit December. And every year for the last seven years, God has used me and he's given me a prophetic encouragement word for the people before we shift into 2020. And I do a blog every year. And I wait on him, and he's always prepared me months before. And then Pastor Brent called me, or I texted him for something, and then he ended up telling me, I don't know if it was the same conversation, but he ended up telling me not only that, that afterwards, if I wanted to do a blog, that I could write it. And I knew God was still telling me, Tiffany, tonight, what I'm having you to say, no matter how weird it seems, like it is me, because I He wants us to shift into 2020, but he's taking us back to the very beginning. And I felt like what I'm saying tonight is nothing new. It's just like, just almost like he's just, just a fresh breath, just opening the eyes of our hearts again. He wants us to become like little children again when we believe that there was a fat man in a red suit coming down the chimney to bring us (laughs) gifts. Do you remember that? That you just took your parents at their word? That there was a fat man coming down the chimney, how he fit down the chimney, I don't know, and giving you gifts no matter what. And we believed him because we trust our parents. And I want you to know that Papa is saying, trust him again like that. That you believe that everything that he said about you is true. That you've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heaven. It's true. You lack nothing. You're complete. It's true. Papa Brent's <laughs> prayer. Everything that you need, he has given you. You are absolutely complete, lacking nothing. And this is what he told me for tonight. He said, Tiffany, a people who do not know their history is bound to repeat it. And what's happening that I'm seeing all the time, and this is a good message. It's not a bad message. But every, I've been traveling for a while now, and he's just asking me to be slow to speak, eager to hear, just listen and have my eyes open. But one of the things that I'm seeing is that we're repeating the same thing that happened since the beginning of time all the way down to Revelation. And that is that we start off well. Is that what now Paul says? You started off well. You started off with your eyes fixed on Christ. But who hindered you? And a lot of times we don't even know we hindered, right? Because that's what he was telling the, um, the church of Ephesus. Like, you've been doing all these great things. So you don't even know that there is something wrong. You don't even realize that I have just one odd against you. And the odd against you is that you've forgotten your first love. One odd. And it's not a, like a, a, a daddy with a ruler trying to... It's like he wants to woo us back. It's not a, it's not a punishment. It's not a, uh, I need to tell you, you forgot me. No, it's like you, you're doing well. And you've been doing a lot of things and you think you're doing it for me. And yes, I'm happy and I love to see you move in the rhythm of my grace. But don't forget your first love. Don't forget my heart. Don't forget why I created you. That there is a purpose. And so he was showing me even, and I love, I just love going back to the book of Genesis. 
And I love, he showed me how Eve was in the garden. It's the same way we are. What happens when we take our eyes off of him? What happens when we look to something else, chase something else, try to obtain something else outside of him because we feel like that God will be a God that creates something with lack? That he will actually create something and not give all of himself? That he will create us with a deficiency? That he will create us to be insignificant in the world? That he would create us to look at somebody else and feel less than because we don't look like them, don't move like them, don't sound like them. And we say we don't, but we compare ourselves all the time and we feel like we're not enough. And every time we take our eyes on God, off of God, we feel insignificant because we're looking to something else. And I always say, I said in my book too, it's kind of crazy that we look to something else to define us, something that was created to be different on purpose. We were created to be different on purpose. And so what is happening right now is that we're doing a lot, and I'm talking about the body of Christ. I'm not talking about this body. Prophetically, it's what God is saying for 2020, for what he wants for his bride. And so for a moment, for whatever reason, Eve had everything she needed. She walked in the cool of the day with the almighty God. She didn't have to worry about anything. She was complete. But just for a moment, she took her eyes off of God. Just for a moment, she partnered with the lie. And I heard the prophetic word tonight about the mind. And I heard someone talking about the mind. And just for a moment, that's exactly what Eve did. And then she began to partner with the lie, and I think that's what happened when she bit of the tree. And I say it's the tree of unbelief, but we know it's the tree of good and evil. But something happened on that day, and I think that's the definition of evil. When we start partnering and seeing or believing anything that's contrary to who God is. And the, the Bible says that her eyes was open, and a conflict began to stir on the inside of Eve. Her eyes was actually open to something that she had never seen before. And this is what happens when we look to something and we're trying to obtain something and we're trying to chase something outside of God. And there are a lot of people that God is saying, and you might be one in this room, that there is a conflict happening on the inside of you. And it's taking place in your mind because you're believing a lie of the enemy and you bit of the tree of unbelief. And everything you ever needed, you already had. And you are important in the kingdom of God. And the Bible says that there was a conflict happening and when she finished, the Bible said that her eyes was open to a reality, a false reality, and her eyes was open to something that she had never seen before, and that was that she was naked. And the Bible says that God said, who told you you were naked? And when God asked a question, I pay attention. And I felt like he was telling me, because me and him have some really deep conversations sometimes about the Bible, but I was asking him, why did you ask her a question? And, he, and I felt like the Lord was telling me, just, just me and him, it's not theology, that he was asking her, who lied to you? It wasn't about who told you you were naked because it wasn't the truth. Who lied to you? 
You're a spiritual being. You were created in my image and my likeness. I will never have you naked. You were always covered. I took my time fashioning a body for you. Who told you you were naked? I took my time sculpting you. And Adam, who told you you were naked? And I feel like the Lord is saying, who told you? Whatever that lie is, you believe in about yourself. Because he took his time sculpting you in your mother's womb. Who told you you were naked? Why are you seeing something that I never said and you taking it at face value and now a lie has become your truth and now you're living out a lie? And God said he's coming to break the lie. And I love what Paul said. I'm going to read the Passion Translation. If I could find my Bible. It's Galatians 5. I don't think that's up there. <laughs> Galatians 5, 7. It said, before you were led astray, you were so faithful to the Messiah. Why have you now turned away from what is right and true? Who has deceived you? The one who enfolded you into his grace is not behind this false teaching that you have embraced. Not at all. Don't you know that when you allow even a little lie, say a little lie, into your heart, it can permeate your entire belief system. She just believed a little lie that she lacked something. Just a little lie. Have you ever told a little lie? But that little lie permeated her whole being and it changed the course of history. And throughout history, we have seen that where over and over and over again, we keep acting as if we lack something. And when you stop trusting him, then you start seeing something about yourself and you no longer trust who he created you to be because you don't take him at his word that you're fearfully and wonderfully made and you lack absolutely nothing. That he's a shield about you, the lifter of your head. That the plans he has for you is to prosper you, not to harm you, but to give you a hope in the future. These are things you've heard so much, but we hear them so much that we just move and we act like they have no power. And we sit and we don't tell anybody that we're no longer really believing him. And we're dealing with disappointment and the disappointment is coming because we're looking to chasing after and trying to obtain that which you already have because you're perfect in his eyes. You're the apple of his eye. And so a lot of us, and this is what he's, he's sharing, and I'm talking about the body of Christ. We're chasing things. We're chasing the manifestation of God. We're chasing the miracles. We're chasing the signs. We're chasing the wonders. And he said, they shall follow us. We don't have to chase after anything. He said, they'll follow us. Why will they follow us? Because he's in us. And so everywhere we walk, he walk. So we don't have to do anything. And so we're constantly feeling like we're not measuring up because we pin him in into our interpretation of what it feels like or what it means to have the Holy Spirit moving in our lives. And if it doesn't look like that, we, we kind of feel like, okay, I feel insignificant in the kingdom. I lack something. 
Why am I not having those experiences, those encounters? And so we start to chase and we start to look to. And God's saying, I'm right here. You don't have to go anywhere. And I've been guilty of that. If I hear something, and especially, like, I'm not even going to say in my early walk. I ain't prophesying. This if this is, <laughs> look, I ain't this have even been four or five years ago. I hear that it's a manifestation happening over here, or the Holy Spirit hit over there, and the Holy Spirit hit over there, and something is happening there, and I'm all over the place. And there's nothing wrong with going to where the presence of the Lord is. But if we're chasing the miracles and not the miracle worker, then that's the problem. If we want the power, the power of the Holy Spirit, but don't want a relationship with the Holy Spirit, we've seen that in Acts, right? When the man wanted to pay for the power of the Holy Spirit, when he saw Peter and John doing miracles, he wanted the power of the Holy Spirit, but he didn't want a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And so, and of course we don't mean it. It's just a culture. It's just what we've been used to. And it's nothing wrong. Those are just the miracles and the signs and the wonders. Those just a part of our inheritance. They're happening every single moment of our lives. There is something happening right now. Because we're seated in heavenly places. We can't all gather together, gather together in his name and something doesn't happen. And it's not based off how we feel. It doesn't matter how you feel at this very moment. He is present. It doesn't matter how you feel at this very moment. He is answering your prayers. It doesn't matter how you feel. The Holy Spirit is here. You know why he's here? Because you're here. And so you don't have to worry about if he showed up tonight. He's here because you're here. And God wants you to know you're significant in the kingdom. There's no big Holy Spirit, little Holy Spirit, meaning there's no big miracles or no small miracles. We don't move from manifestation to manifestation. We move from glory to glory. That's more revelation in who he is in your life and how he moves through you. He loves us so much. And I feel his heart on this. And it's so sad because I've been in places and I, I, this most beautiful woman, I, and the Lord says she has a, has a prayer in her belly. And I said, can you please pray? You got a prayer in your belly. And she was like, I, I, I'm not going to pray and I don't pray because I don't pray like this and I don't pray like that. I said, why do we box God in? We label everything and we put a stamp on it as if it's the way. He is the way. He's the way, the truth, and the light. Let's stop limiting God. And so I said, do you know what you just did? And she said, yes, I just compared myself out of opportunity to be used by God. I said, that's powerful. Because I've done that too. I've compared myself out of the opportunity to be used by God. We're all a beautiful representation of God in the earth realm. The moment we shrink back, there's a part of him that is not being revealed because he chose us. But we're still looking at what it's supposed to look like. 
And so we're chasing man and we're chasing the anointing and we're chasing this and we're chasing that, trying to grab the anointing. You are anointed because the anointed one lives on the inside of you. And maybe he just doesn't move through you that way, but the way he moves with you, man, I'm telling you, it's a bad move. And sometimes we can feel like nothing is happening because we've walked with him. And, have, and he showed me the ice skating rink. I don't know why he showed me that. But he showed me an ice skating rink and he showed me um, skaters um, when they first start. And I don't know about you guys, but I love dancing. So I love any kind of dancing, whether it's on, on the dance floor or on ice. But he, he showed me when two partners have been dancing for a long time. When they first start dancing, it's almost like dancing with two left feet. He was showing me that how the dancers always watch each other's every step. They're trying to learn each other's rhythm. They're trying to learn how they move together. But then there comes a time after so long that they become one. They move in the same rhythm and they trust each other. And that's why when you see skaters and dancers, they never look down. They can anticipate each other's next move. A dancer could throw you up in the, <laughs> one of the dancers throw you up in the air and they not even looking and you, she just believes that her man going to catch her. Her dance is, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I don't play that trust fall game. And they, they, they get to know each other and they move as one. And I believe that sometimes what happens is that's what's happening with us. In the beginning, we're very careful to see how God moves through us. And we're trying to, we're trying to follow him and we're trying to figure it out. And we're, we're asking him and we're throwing out a fleece. Do you really want me to stand up there and give that word? Do you really want me to, to lay hands? Do you really want me to pray? Do you, it, oh, am I supposed to be singing? And we're trying to figure out how he's moving through us here on the earth realm. How he's manifesting himself through us. But then sooner or later, after you walk with him for so long, we become one. He said, I'm in my father. My father is in me. And now I'm in you. And we become one and we start moving. And it feels a little awkward at first. But then we just start moving in the rhythm of his grace. And we start dancing with him. And we can kind of anticipate his move a little bit. And he definitely knows us. And now it's this beautiful dance in the earth realm. And it's so graceful. And everybody is watching and in awe. But to you, it's, I'm just moving with my papa. This is just how we do it. This is how we dance. This is how we get down. But if we're not careful, we'll, you know, we'll kind of think like, man, is it, am I still anointed? Is he still using me? Do I need to go to another prayer session? Do I need to fast? <laughs> And it's just like a relationship. I'm still in love with my husband. Whether we're on the dance floor, I'm madly in love with him. Whether we're on the dance floor or whether we're just sitting on the couch doing anything, nothing. I'm still in love with him. My heart still beat, beats as one with him. And I don't question whether or not he loves me just because we're not doing something big. I know he loves me. And God is saying he just wants to bring us back to that truth. And that's what the I am is all about. 
It's about knowing that he created you to be whatever he wants you to be at any given moment he needs you to be. That there is no limitation. There's a part that of a piece that I wrote, and I'm only going to do a small clip of that. It's not the piece that I'm going to do tonight. But it was actually when I first met Papa Brent, I did it that night. But I'm just going to do this part just so you can hear what he, he gave me that I'm seeing. But it says, there's a myth which exists, an untruth that has defined our image of who God is, therefore shaping our perception of who we really are. He's considered to be a superhero who really doesn't exist, a great legend past whose legacy is still being spoken of. Some even say that he's an illusion of the mind, and we treat him as a great magician of some kind. But I'm here to tell you that a great injustice has been done. We have boxed God into the chambers of our imaginations. Imaginations which has been polluted by the realities of this world, therefore becoming the focal point of our stagnations. We have so limited God, like a dream to a sleeper, trapped in between one's subconscious and one's reality, only to wake up to see the things and what they ought to be. Trapped like a picture within a frame, but I'm here to tell you, just like the clouds cannot absorb the rain, he is God and he will no longer be contained. He is indescribable and uncontainable. And like a wildfire, he's burning away all the layers of debris of what we've tried to make him out to be. And he's shouting down from the heavens, now is the time. Release me. And God wants all of him to be released on the inside of you. But it's going to take you looking in and not out in order to receive that breakthrough. We have to stop looking outside of ourselves to define ourselves. I don't have a new message. It's the same word from the beginning. That he is a God of purpose. And I told the Lord to sit on me all the time because I never want to chase platform. I only want to chase purpose. And the body of Christ, if we are not careful, and this is what he is saying, that we're going to miss it. There is a dying world out there. I had a friend while I was driving here today who her son said, not, I can't do it anymore. And he threatened to take his life. I had another friend when I got here, her son was in a car accident. It's things going on when we look at our government, when we look all around and they're waiting for us, the sons and the daughters. So we cannot be trying to chase the anointing and miracles, signs and wonders. We have to walk and let them follow us so that the world can see and be reconciled back to the one who can do all things. And I know we don't mean to be, but he was saying no longer can we wait. You got everything you need, now go. Because whether you prophesy to the nations or give a smile to the lady at the grocery store, it is still a sign and a wonder. But when we've labeled it, we'll miss it. And we think things are not happening, but they're happening all the time. I have a sister-in-law and a brother-in-law who just told me in my face, Last year, I just need to let you know, I'm an atheist. I said, okay. I was like, what you want me to do? <laughs> she was like, I just want to tell you. I said, I love you. I love you. 
And we've had a couple of little, you know, a little couple of little headbutts a little bit. I'm not going to tell, tell a lie. Just look, just a little bit in Jesus' name. <laughs> and the last, I'm serious, because the last one, she told me, you're, I read the Bible. You didn't even ask me what I thought of it. I said, well, what did you think of it? Your God is a self-centered, egotistic, and I was so mad, and everything in me just, and I heard the Holy Spirit said, I'm not mad. I don't need defending. I said, okay, well, then I'll just calm down. <laughs> what can you do? He said, keep loving her. Keep talking to her. And every time she asked the question, I mean, I asked the question, she answered it. I asked, I asked another question. She answered it. I asked another question. And then finally she said, you know something? Maybe there is a God. He's just not your God. I said, okay, we can start there. We can start there. Because every question leads to another question. <laughs> but did you know, me and Papa been dancing around her? Moving in the rhythm of his grace, still loving her. He takes the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. So because she loves me, she was like, I really love you. She said, I'm not going to argue with no, you no more. She said, because I just came to this conclusion. The universe and all the energy created you so beautiful. And I said, you know something? I'm not going to argue with you no more. Because God created you so beautiful. <laughs> you could call it energy. I could call it God. And so we stopped arguing. So she said, but I want to support you. Not, 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 not what you believe. I just want to support you. She didn't been at the comedy shows. It's a Christian comedy show, I just told y'all. She read my book. She's over there telling people she's from Africa. She's been telling people in Africa about my book. I wanted to say, do she know it's about God? <laughs> like, do, like, do she know it's about God? They're allowing me to pray now. Because God is love. He's not religion. God is love. And, and I didn't even realize, but one day he just was telling me, open my eyes. Because a miracle was unfolding. And I thought the miracle had to be she come to the church and lay on the altar. And say, Jesus is Lord, because this is what we do. We label what miracles look like. We label what the signs and the wonders looks like. And I'm seeing this, this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful woman just being transformed before my very eyes. Her demeanor is changing. How she speak is changing. Everything about her. Like, I, I, I want to be around her now. Like, everything. And before I was around her because of obedience. Now I'm around her because I love her. <laughs> like I just love being around her. Things are happening everywhere we go. Something happened today. You just didn't know it. But he used you. You released heaven here on earth. Like you are the miracle. Because you got the true and living God living on the inside of you. You are a miracle. What more do you want? Out of your belly is flowing rivers of living water giving life everywhere you go. I wonder if Peter even knew when he was walking that people were bringing the sick. And they were just being healed. Or was he just walking dancing with his papa? Things are happening all around you. And so I told Papa Brent that God started having me just look at the man 
at the pool of Bethesda. And I, I'm still kind of there because I don't got the fullness of what he's trying to say to me. I'm trying to figure it out. But I, I, I looked at that scripture, and it's a man that had an infirmity for, what, 38 years? And now he, he found himself, and it didn't say he was at the pool of Bethesda for 38 years. It just said he had an infirmity for 38 years. We don't know how long he was at the pool of Bethesda. But they said it had five porches. And they said the angel would come and stir the water and people would get in and they would be healed. And Jesus happened to come on the scene. And he looked at the man and he said, do you want to be made whole? And again, when he asked the question, me and him just have to have a conversation. You already know that he's sitting there because he wants to be made whole. Why are you asking a question? But I wonder if God was trying to give him an opportunity to see that he was standing before his miracle, but he was so focused on the manifestation of the stirring of the water. And a lot of times our, our eyes are fixed on something else. The big, the big miracle. The big expression of God. The stirring of the water that we don't even realize that he's standing right there that he might just use the, the homeless man on the corner to give you a word that forever changed your life. But he didn't even know. Because we box him in into the chambers of our imaginations and we think we don't do it, but we do it. Even John the Baptist said, are you the Messiah? Because he boxed him in in the chamber of his imagination, even in his theology chamber. What his interpretation of the scripture and he boxed him in and said, like, I know I'm in jail with Harold, Harold, and you out there feeding the poor, you know, healing the sick. You over there sitting around with people doing parables, like, what's going on? Where's your sword? We're supposed to be going to war right now. Because he thought Jesus was supposed to come and, and just chop the head off the enemy, I guess. And Jesus said, go back and tell John that I, I healed the sick. The lame walk, the blind see. Like I'm feeding the poor. I'm spreading the good news. This is what life is all about. This is why I came. What are you expecting? And God is saying to you tonight, what are you expecting? What are you so focused on that you might not even see that he's standing right there? What are you so focused on that is causing you to question if you are significant in the kingdom? What are you looking to and trying to obtain when he gave you everything you need when you said yes to him? The Holy Spirit had a purpose when he came. It was not just for us to live life heaven here on earth, but it was also to give life and to give hope that living waters to someone else. We can't be selfish with it. Because we have him already. He's ours and he's massive. He's big enough. But God just sent me here to just remind you that you are complete, that you are whole, that you are significant. Don't look in the mirror and know what you look like and then walk away and forget. Because you're looking to something 
You're looking beyond who he is in you. And I don't want to see God's people spend another day questioning, is he pleased? He's pleased. This is here for somebody. He's pleased with you. He's pleased. All he's asking you to do is believe that he's the man in in a big fat red suit coming down the chimney to bring you good gifts. So he told me tonight that I don't have to do anything, but I'm going to release this prophetic piece called I Am. And I feel like you need to have your hearts open, but also have your pen ready. Because in Psalms, I don't know where it's at. (laughs) But in the Passion Translation, I read it before, it says we are his poetry to the world. Huh? His poetry to the world. Poetry. Am I saying it right? Poetry. Poetry. That's that Chicago in me. And I <laughs> I feel like when I'm, I'm speaking this I am prophetic peace over you, that this is what he said he's, he's going to do. One, he's going to open your eyes to a lie you've been believing. And he's going to break it and curse it from the root. Believe it. Don't look at me because I have nothing. But he has everything for you. And I tell everybody, don't look because I know sometimes we hear so many words and we can get discouraged because it seems like, man, it's just part of the the culture when we say God is going to do something and we look to people and not to God. Trust him that he said he's going to do what he's going to do. Don't make up the excuses. The man at the pool of Bethesda made up so many excuses. He said, do you want to be made whole? One question, yes or no. He went to all the reasons why he couldn't. God doesn't need all the reasons. He's God all by himself. With him, nothing is impossible. He knows exactly what you're going through. He knows every mistake you made. It doesn't matter to him. He's with you in it. He did not disqualify you. You are not disqualified. He took it to the cross. I heard someone says before, stop going to the cross and nailing yourself. It's already been done. You don't have to be a martyr for him. He's done it already. You are not disqualified from his blessings. You're not disqualified from his love. It's simple. This is the simplicity of the gospel he had me come tonight. It's simple. It's the same thing he's been preaching all along from the beginning to the end. He is God all by himself. You don't have to do anything but believe. What must I do to inherit the kingdom of heaven? Just believe. That's all he asked. He didn't say chase. He didn't say go after. He didn't say obtain. He said just believe and then you receive. That's it. That's the love story. And before I go there, I want to read Colossians because he did tell me that he literally sums up the book of Acts in Colossians 2. (laughs) I said I love that. So I kind of did. Colossians 2. And I feel like this is what he's saying for his bride for 2020. I am, and this is the Passion Translation. I am contending for you that your hearts will be wrapped in in the comfort of heaven and woven together in love's fabric. I just need you to sit on that. (laughs) 
not another year. He's contending for us that our hearts will be wrapped in the comfort of heaven and woven together in love's fabric. This will give you access to all the riches of God as you experience the revelation of God's great mystery, which is Christ. <laughs> you lack nothing. You have access to everything. For your spiritual wealth is in him, like hidden treasures waiting to be discovered. Heaven's wisdom and endless riches of revelation knowledge. <laughs> I just tell you. I just, I could just sit there and just, I could just sit there. I could just sit there. Somebody say, I'm wealthy. <laughs> we don't have to chase. He said it's hidden. All we have to do is discover. Sit. I'm going I'm to jump down to six, I believe. It's, yeah, two and six. Is that right? Okay. In the same way you receive Jesus, our Lord and Messiah by faith, continue your journey of faith. He's telling you to continue. Progressing further into your union with him. <laughs> your spiritual roots go deeply into his life as you are continually infused. I think that's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> with strength, encouraged encouraged in every way for you are established in the faith you have absorbed and enriched by your devotion to him be aware that no one be aware no one and nothing I'm gonna add that distracts you or even intimidates you in their attempt to lead you away from Christ's fullness by pretending to be full of wisdom when they're filled with endless arguments of human logic for they operate with humanistic and clouded judgment based on the mindset of this world or the, mind, uh, the mindset of this world system and not the anointed truth, <laughs> anointed truth of the anointed one. Let's not be led astray. Let's not be led astray. Even in our theology, is what he is having me tell you in our own interpretations of scripture. Don't be led astray. Don't be boxed in. Don't allow you, yourself to be boxed in and don't allow yourself to box him in. Don't be led astray. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to obtain anything. You don't have to chase anything. All you have to do is believe. So I already said the first thing God said he was going to do. The second thing is I feel like he's just going to kind of write, have you write, and you're going to start seeing how, how you and him move in the earth realm. Like your eyes are going to be open and you're going to be like, man, yeah, that's how he uses me. And you're going to be okay. Matter of fact, you're going to be wowed. <laughs> yeah, Papa. You're going to be wild. You're going to realize that you really do live an extraordinary supernatural life. The fruit of the spirit is supernatural. 
Do you know when we have peace in the midst of a storm? That's a sign and a wonder. When a mother loses a child and still is able to get up the next day, that's supernatural strength. That's a sign and a wonder. When we're able to forgive someone the unforgivable things that they've done and release them from the debt of owing us anything, that that's also like supernatural. That's a sign and a wonder that the world is looking at that and watching. When you treat a homeless man or a homeless woman the same way you treat a pastor, that's the fruit of the spirit. That's supernatural. That's love. I just want you to, I I just feel like he just wants me to just say that because a lot of you do a lot of things. Like I, I had a prophetic word about my smile before of what it was doing with people who were depressed. I never even thought about my smile that way. A lot of you don't even realize that when you step in the room, you release heaven here on earth. That when you dance, you release heaven here on earth. That everywhere you tread your feet, like it's just crazy when you walk in a room. And it's not your doing, it's him. That's why he told me, you're not shifting the atmosphere, it's me. That's why, that's why Peter and John was like so upset. They was like, we just weak men. Like it's the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, apart from God, I can do absolutely nothing. Just let him flow through you. Just keep walking and dancing with him. Amen? So he's going he's gonna to have you right. And even if you started today, and I, I want to hear the testimonies. Because I believe some of you guys are going to sleep better than you ever slept in a long time. Because you're going to have peace when you lay your head down that you don't have to do anything. That it was by faith you received the Spirit, so we'll be foolish to try to perfect it by our works. Some of you going to sleep. Some of you going to stop playing the he loves me, he loves me not game. He loves you. End of discussion. You don't have to pick another flower. He loves you. But you, even in that, we can't, we can't do it in and of ourselves. So I'm asking for a supernatural grace. And I, I feel like that that grace is the supernatural strength to do that which we can't do in and of ourselves. So even tonight, God, I'm asking over this peace that there just be a supernatural grace. Yeah. And just like Papa, Papa Britton said, what was that prayer? That everything satisfy? Yeah. Yeah, that that intense craving. (laughs) That you will never look outward again. That the intense craving to belong, like, (laughs) he will satisfy it. That intense craving to know you matter in the kingdom, he'll satisfy it. That tense craving to know if you are pleasing to him, that he'll satisfy it. That intense craving to know that you are significant in the kingdom, he's going to satisfy it. 
And he's going to break the lie off of you that you're insignificant or small in the kingdom. How could you be? Mm. No. Yeah. All right. I'm going to try to do it without this book, but it's been a while. Oh, okay. I'm going to tell him. Let me just move this out my way just in case I need it. Alrighty. And you can close your eyes however you receive it. It ain't about me. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. You just told me that. Okay, Father. Thank you. I am the living word, birthed from the womb of my creator's spirit, unexpected, yet I was predestined, never a mistake, divinely purposed, I am. I am not a fictional character in a book. Neither am I an actress playing a role in a movie scene. Nor am I a fleeting thought that races across the mind. I exist. I'm not a chess piece on a game board. No one determines my next move. I can't be minimized by words, wished away by three wishes. And once again, you can't ignore my existence. For I live in the unseen places of your mind, desired in the innermost parts of your being. It is where truth prevails. Therefore, I am. I'm a tender teardrop from heaven. Feel the refreshing touch of my presence. I am strong as the horns of a bull charging at you. Feel the strength of my spirit lifting you. I'm as numerous as the sands on an ocean shore. I can't be contained, traced, or ignored. Therefore, I am. I 
will never accept meager possibilities for everything I need to reign in this life has been placed within me. Therefore, I am. I'm the footsteps of wisdom. Expect me coming. I am the lion of Judah. Hear me roaring. I am the thunderous power of praise. Try to stop me. <laughs> I'm the stirring in your belly, the overflow of your river, the repelling to your fears, your moon in the midnight hour. Don't you know? I was designed to let my light shine. a calm slow drip on a hot summer day I'm the force of encouragement ripping through the soul of your past I'm the segue to your dreams your eyes when you can't see and in the midst of the storm I am your serenity I am the I'm the for I'm sorry I'm the segue to your dreams I got it we got it. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yes. I'm the clarity to your confusion, the conflict to your compromise, the heartbeat to your compassion, the freedom in your song, the assassin to your doubts, the champion of your faith, I was created for you. I'm often misunderstood, always underestimated, yet I am the exclamation mark behind my own validation. I am the starting point, the runner, and the finish line of my destiny. I am a thoroughbred study my stance watch me go for I was born to win therefore I am <laughs> I'm the capital letter of his promise the period behind his purpose yes I live outside and within my creator's beginning and end I'm his comma in the middle of your spirit. Pause, breathe, listen, listen and receive. For I may be the very key to unlock destiny. And I'm not confined to time, for I live in eternity. Therefore, my existence is a never ending story. He lived, I died, I died. He lived, he lived, I died, I died. He lived, therefore, <laughs> I am. 
him the reality of my creation, creator, the impression of his spirit, his leap of joy, his voice crying out in the wilderness. I'm his answer to many concerns, his fertilizer to a dying world. I am the reflection and radiance of his love. I'm the shadow of his wings. You can take refuge in me. I'm his message in a bottle. I too have been broken for you. I'm the oxygen to the soul. I am the warrior that ends the war. Yes, Lord. I'm the bend of his will. His secret in the secret place. Search, knock, seek, find. And you too will realize that you, that you are the master's great design. For he lived, you died, you died. He lived, he lived, you died, you died, he lived. Therefore, <laughs> you too are I am. <laughs> and together we reign. Together we reign. Together we reign. Together we reign. For he lived. We died. We died. He lived. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And if you've seen the Father, you've seen him. And now that he lives in me, now that he lives in you, <laughs> we are all I am. He is the great that I am. He is the great that I am. He is the great I am. He is the great that I am, for he lived, I died, I died, he lived. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just need you to repeat after me. He's the great that I am. Yeah, he's the great that I am. Because he lived and I died. And I died, and he lives. Therefore, I am that I am. So God, I say thank you for everything you said that you would do. I thank you for every single person in this room. I thank you that you're breaking lies, God. I thank you that you're destroying them. I thank you that you're cursing them from the root. God, I thank you that you died so that we can live, God. And I thank you that we get to die in you so that you can live in us, God. I thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit, but I thank you for the relationship that I have with you, God. And I say thank you, God. I thank you that tonight that there's going to be such a peaceful sleep, God. I thank you that they're coming to a place that there will no longer be any more double-mindedness, God. That they will not question who they are in you never again. 
that you are destroying mirrors on tonight, God, that they won't look to anything outside themselves to define themselves, God. I say thank you for your sovereignty. I say thank you for your goodness. I say thank you for your mercy. I say thank you for your love. I say thank you that you're the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. I say thank you that you don't never change your mind, God. I say thank you, God, that we get to move in the rhythm of your grace. I say thank you that you are the greatest dance partner that's ever lived. I say thank you, God. I say thank you because you're amazing. I say thank you. Restore joy back, God. Restore joy back, God. Restore, 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 restore. (laughs) Sanctify us in truth right now, God. Sanctify us in truth right now. (laughs) The truth that you... You lived and we died and we died and now you live. Thank you for the oneness, God. Thank you that we've learned how to move with you. Thank you that we're learning each other's rhythm, God. I say thank you. And I say thank you that as we shift, God, into this next year, God, we're not walking in looking for anything. We're not walking in trying to obtain anything. God, we're walking in just releasing everything that you've given us from heaven. And we're living right there, right there, right there. That's where we're living. Right there, right there, in the center of your love, right there. Yeah, wrapped, wrapped, wrapped in heaven's comfort. Wrapped, 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 wrapped. Yeah, thank you for the fabric of love, God. Thank you for the tapestry of love, God. I love you so much. I thank you for every person in this room, God. I don't know where they are, but you do, God. And I thank you, and I plead the blood of Jesus over the doorpost of their mind that the enemy will never, ever, 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 ever get access again. We put a gag order to him right now. That his reign (laughs) of him tap dancing in our mind is over. The expiration date is tonight. So God, give us freedom in our mind, peace in our mind, peace that surpasses all understanding, peace, peace, peace. I keep seeing people that are not sleeping, but I'll tell you, you're going to sleep like a baby. Yeah, peace, 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 peace. That's what happens when truth just invades your spirit. Peace. Yeah. Take your running shoes off, he said. Take your running shoes off. You don't have to chase no more. Take your running shoes off. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Papa. Thank you, Papa. God, I thank you for this house. God, I thank you for for the angels of this house. I thank you for their hearts, God. I thank you that you connected me with people that are lovers of you. God, I ask that you bless them, and I ask that this next year, that Papa Brennan, Suzanne, and this body, God, that they just literally just glide. (laughs) I just see ice ice skates. Just glide into 2020. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Amen. Amen. That's all. Amen. Wow. Yay, that was so good. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't follow that up with anything. <laughs> don't. Yes, Lord. <laughs> yes, Lord. Everything you've just deposited in us. I wish we could. I wish we could all, all see uh, in the spirit realm what's happening. All the angelic things that were going on in the Lord Himself, and the colors, and the sounds, and the sights. But but just uh, let us know, Lord, that what happened is real. That you're you're. I just see Him pressing a reset button on a whole lot of hearts and minds. And even that's a gift from Him. Lord, we, we complicate things. When Jesus, it's really all about you. Always has been, always will be.